Um, join me, if you will, and turn to uh, Psalm 112. Psalm 112, we'll be reading through uh, all of that psalm uh, together in, uh, in just a few moments. I'll give you um, a few minutes to, to get there. Psalm 112, uh, verses 1 to 10. It's a short uh, chapter, but there's a lot of great stuff in there, and so we want to get to that uh, here in just a moment. Last week we looked at Psalm 111, and if you remember, that's a short chapter as well. Uh, same number of verses, only the 10 verses um, in, the, uh, in the actual Hebrew, which it was written in. Uh, each of these psalms have uh, 22 lines, and uh, each of them begin with a different letter of the alphabet. Uh, each of the lines, other than the beginning, uh, which simply says, um, praise the Lord, or praise be to God, or the Hebrew word for that is hallelujah, so praise be to the Lord. Uh, this is a psalm which would have been sung in, uh, in the churches in, uh, in the Old Testament times uh, to remind people, Psalm 111 really all about how great God is. Uh, he is blessed and so worthy of all our praise. He is great. He is faithful. He is just. He is righteous in all of his ways, and he can be trusted. And then Psalm 112 challenges us by saying not only is God wonderful and can be trusted, but you will be blessed as you learn to trust in him. Now, I want to start, start off this morning uh, with a, a little short survey for you. Uh, so, sorry, before we get into the, the scripture reading, I'll just uh, have a bit of a survey for you. Um, who here wants to be happy? Does anyone here likes to be happy? Some of you I can tell by your faces it's a no. You'll just say no. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, who here uh, would like to have peace in their life? Yeah? Yeah, who wants to be secure? And we all have different, different uh, ideas of what that is, I think. And who wants to be free of worry? Yeah, a lot of hands just shot up then. Oh, yeah, that's me. So, yeah, free of worry. We, we live in a society today of unhappy people, don't we? We're not happy about anything. And I think even if we have nothing to be unhappy about, we kind of create something. And it seems like, uh, and in a sense, it seems like a small thing, but if it's, um, if it's a cooler day, we're, we're kind of complaining because, oh, gee, it's cold, isn't it? This is awful. And then we walk in here and go, oh, it's warm in here, isn't it? It's stuffy. Turn the heat down a bit. And uh, on a sunny day, we're too hot. Uh, we, we're kind of never happy. And yet we're a, a society of people who are constantly looking for happiness. We, we dream about happiness. We, we long for it. And uh, we, we look for it in, uh, it, it just seems like probably in all the wrong places, but we, we look for it and we, we long for it. We, we dream for it. And we're a society of people kind of always striving for, for more, always striving for something that's going to bring that contentment or that fulfillment, that peace. I was looking, um, looking throughout this week uh, in some of my study. I looked at this website called becomingminimalist.com. But anyway, there's a, a, an article on there about nine places unhappy people look for happiness. Okay, so it's interesting. Some of these things, I won't go into all of them, but some of them says, Unhappy people look for happiness in the next purchase. And uh, often thinking, if I just can get this, if I can purchase that, then I'll be happy. Some people look for happiness in the next paycheck. If I can just get there or I can get a greater paycheck, then I will be happy. Some look for happiness in the next relationship. Now, that sounds awful. It's like what I have is not quite what I'm looking for. So maybe in the next relationship, 
I can be a bit happier. Maybe there's someone out there who is just right for me and I just haven't found them yet. Maybe you look for happiness in the next job, thinking, you know what? This can't be what my life is about, where I'm working. And so you go, maybe the next job, maybe the next escape, the next holiday, and uh, the, the next sort of way you can escape uh, the pressures of, of life. And it seems like our quest for happiness is focused on the next and the next and the next. What we have is never enough. What God blesses us with or allows us to have, we're never satisfied with. And it would seem if you talk to people in our community that the general thought is, if I can just get there, then I'll be fine. If I could just reach this. And if I could only have this, or maybe if this happens, then I'd be happy. We're so obsessed with this quest for happiness. And it's all about what, what I want and what, what is going to be pleasing to me and what's going to work out so I can have a happy life, happy all the time. I don't know if you remember, I used to sing a little, I'm not going to sing for you again this morning, but there was a little kid song that used to say, I'm happy, 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 happy all the time. That's a lie. None of us are happy all the time. And I remember actually being a, a, a teenager and trying to get a church to sing that. And we're going, come on, everybody. And we're going, we're happy. And everyone's going, happy, 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 happy all the time. Yeah. No, because they're like, yeah, I'm just not, not feeling it. Yeah. Uh, I'm just not happy all the time. But yet we, we seem to want that. We seem to have a drive to want to be happy and to live in a place where nothing wrong happens to us. No, no pain ever happens to us. No, there's no dark times. There's no difficulty. Life is a holiday. Wouldn't that be great? We all kind of seem to, to, to want that. We're going, yeah, but if I could just have this. In fact, we're such a world looking for happiness that, believe it or not, there's actually a world happiness report out there that rates every year for us the happiest countries in the world, to live the happiest places in the world. Now, according to news.com, this happiness, uh, world happiness report ranks countries based on uh, their healthy life expectancy, the social support, freedom, generosity, absence of corruption in government and business, and so on. And by the way, in 2017, Norway is seen as the happiest place in the world. So I'm not suggesting any of you move to Norway. Um, Australia is number eighth on the list. And some of you may not like this, but we fell just behind New Zealand. Okay? So apparently the Kiwis are a bit happier than we are. And, um, but uh, we're, we're still a happy place. We're, we're, we're the eighth, eighth country in the world, apparently. And the trouble is that we, uh, we're looking for happiness based on what is pleasant for us, what is pleasing for us all of the time. And um, we never get there. In fact, one more little survey I looked at this week uh, from a group called The Power of Positivity. Uh, it sounds like a good, good website, doesn't it? Powerofpositivity.com says there are seven, seven things people look for in happiness. They look for happiness in material possessions, in the bank account, in a, a, a well-secured bank account, in the perfect life situation, in recognition, constant recognition from others, 
and in being famous. People want recognition in these things. You want recognition in having all the material possessions you want, in having the, the sort of bank account that you want, in living in the perfect life situation, in getting constant recognition from others, or in being famous. Now, I hate to burst your bubble, but uh, as they might say in Kentucky, most of y'all ain't never going to get there. Yeah. Most of y'all ain't never going to have that sort of bank account or that perfect security. You're not going to get just positive praise from all people all the time. Life is not a holiday. But there's some hope in this, in that the Bible actually tells us here in Psalm 112, it, it gives us a clear, a clear way to have peace and security and fulfillment and joy. Doesn't say, and we'll get to this in just a moment. But it doesn't say that um, it doesn't say that there'll be an absence of difficulty, but it says that God will be with us. Look with us in Psalm uh, one twelve, beginning one, verse one. It says, "Praise the Lord! Blessed are those who fear the Lord, who find great delight in His commands. Their children will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches." Are in their houses and their righteousness endures forever. Even in darkness, light dawns for the upright. For those who are gracious and compassionate and righteous, good will come to those who are generous and lend freely, who conduct their affairs with justice. Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. They will have no fear of bad news, for their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Their hearts are secure. They will have no fear. In the end, they will look in triumph over their foes. They will freely sorry, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Their horn will be lifted high in honor. The wicked will see and be vexed. They will gnash their teeth and waste away. The longings of the wicked will come to nothing. So the Bible is pretty clear that all we have to do is trust in God and put our faith in Him, and we can be blessed. We can have peace and we can have security. So it, it sounds so simple, doesn't it? But it's really tough sometimes because our own culture works against that. Our society teaches us that if you can just get to that next level, if you can get to that next thing, if you can get to that next sort of dream come true and tick that box, then you'll be happy. Then you'll have peace. Then you'll have security. If you can just do this thing. And there's so many self-help books out there and 10 steps to this and 8 steps to this. And you can follow all the steps in the world and not get there. Because the recipe is pretty simple, isn't it? And yet so hard because we have to let go of ourselves and trust in God. And oh, oh, how He brings peace. Oh, he brings joy even in the midst of a difficulty. Difficulty. We want things in our own hand. We want to handle things our, our own way. And, man, we make a mess of it, don't we? We just make a mess. If only I could prevent this or if only I can provide that. If this and if that and when I do this, we'll get there. But it only leads to failure because we're trusting in our own strength, which is so limited. When we have an all-powerful God who is wanting to pick us up. Some people turn to, to, to drugs or alcohol or, or temporary pleasures that the world offers that seem to, 
to try to numb the pain of, of not getting there and not getting to that sort of next level and not getting to that true joy. God wants so much more for your life. He wants so much more for each of us. Now, there have been TV evangelists that for decades have probably stolen some of the joy of uh, this passage in Psalm 112 from us because uh, people have taught and they've preached for years that if you just trust in God and you just have enough faith and you, you donate to their cause, uh, you, you, you give to their, their bank accounts, then all of a sudden you will have wealth and great financial success. You will have, a perfect, you'll have perfect health and you will have a happy life. I had to break it to you, but that's not exactly what the Bible says here. It's not exactly what the whole context of God's Word would say. But what it is saying here is you are richly blessed if you follow God, if you trust in His ways. It says, praise be to the Lord. Blessed are those who fear Him, who find great delight in His commands. So you're blessed when you follow His ways. Why? Because His plans are always better than our plans. His ways are always greater than ours because He knows everything. And He loves us. And He wants the best for us. And so He's going to lead us to what is best. He's going to lead us to what is blessed. He's going to lead us to what brings true joy and contentment. And then it goes on to say, Their children will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Not only are you blessed, but those who follow you are blessed. Now, this is meaning the, the physical children, yes, can be blessed by those who are, are living upright lives and they're living lives faithful to God and following God. But not only that, but any of those who, who follow after you, who follow your example, uh, will be blessed because they are, are learning righteousness and they're learning God's ways. Often uh, in, the, in the, the Hebrew tradition, uh, the term or disciple or uh, one who follows the, the close example of uh, was called a son or a daughter, uh, children of that individual because they were following them and learning from their footsteps. The blessed are the generations of those who will follow you because they are learning to walk in righteousness. They're learning to trust in God no matter the situation. Now, I'd love to say that if you just trust in God and you just have enough faith, then all of a sudden everything will be sunny for you all the time. It'll be it won't be too hot. It won't be too cold. Everything will be just perfect for you all the time. Whatever is perfect for you will be perfect for you. But that is not what the Bible says. The Bible actually tells us sometimes some dark times are going to come. Sometimes some difficulty is going to come. But what does it say here in, um, here in, in this word? It says in verse 4, Even in darkness light dawns for the upright. For those who are gracious and compassionate and righteous. It doesn't say there's going to be an absence of darkness. It doesn't say that there's not going to be difficult times. But it says even in the midst of the darkness, there is light and there is hope for you who are, are compassionate and gracious and righteous. God is our light and our strength, the source of our salvation. He is our hope. Even in the midst of the darkness, He is with us to bring us light and to bring us guidance, to bring us peace. Now, I still have... A lot, I was going to say, yeah, I do have a lot of young children. I was going to say, we have, we have a lot of, of children. And sometimes, sometimes little children just need a little light on. Because in a, a darkened house, that tiny little bit of light kind of brings some security and brings some guidance. And uh, they can know how to get to mom and dad if they need to. And all too often they need to. And they're, uh, they're crawling in bed with us or we're having to get in bed with them to, to bring that sort of comfort and peace that we're with them and we're there 
light lights our path. And without that light, I, we've tried sometimes turning the light out, and I think sometimes the parents need the light more than the, the kids, because I'm trying to walk in their bedroom at night in the darkness, and I'm, oh, there's a toy there, oh, there's here, there's, and you're stepping over things and moving around things, and sometimes just that little bit of light at least helps clear the path. Well, even in the darkness in our life, the difficult times that we go, to, go through, God brings some guidance and strength. He can light the path and can say, hey, look, this darkness is not going to knock you around. You're not going to stumble and you're not going to fall because I am with you and I will guide you. My light, the light of my salvation will bring hope and bring peace and bring clarity and direction for your life. Not only that, but I am with you every step of the way. I am with you every step of the way. Our Heavenly Father loves us. He loves you. And He's with you. And even in those darkest of times when you're scared and you don't know what's happening, He is that security. He is that, that strength that just wraps His arms around you and says, I will guide you. I will lead you through. The darkness will come, but it will not stop you, and it doesn't need to worry you. He says, good will come. Good will come, maybe not by the, the world standards as far as wealth and cars and, and houses. It doesn't promise those things, but it does say good will come. In that for the Christian there is peace and there is contentment, there is security and there is joy, no matter what the world throws against us. Verse 5 says, um, Good will come to those who are generous and lend freely who conduct their affairs with justice, surely the righteous will never be shaken. They'll be remembered forever. Isn't that great? Those who trust in God, those who put their faith in Him, it says, surely nothing's going to shake them. And in fact, it goes on and says, even, even when they get bad news, it doesn't shake them. Even when it seems like there should be heartache, there is peace and there is contentment. Verse 7 says, Though they have no fear of bad news, their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. That's great. Because steadfast simply means steady, true, and calm. I love this. Steadfast is constantly calm. Now, I don't know about you, but I think most of us aren't constantly calm, are we? And I think of calm, and I've... Uh, I've mentioned our hammock before. I, I love just laying there in the, the hammock in the sun, and you just kind of relax. Well, this is the idea that, it's, it's, okay, for me, what I do when I sleep at night, if I hear a noise, like if I hear one of the kids, oh, hold on, hey, wait, something's wrong. You hear a, a cry, or you hear one of the kids, and you get up and go see what's wrong. And this is the idea that it's like life is just this sort of holiday, and nothing seems to shake you. And so imagine laying there in the hammock and you're, you're relaxed and you're enjoying the sun and someone comes and tells you something horrible that's happened, some really, really bad news, something that would normally shake you, and you don't panic and you go, oh, hold on, we've got to do this and we've got to call this person and I've got to do this and I've got to rush to the hospital. You just stay calm. Your heart stays calm in the middle of it all. Now, it seems almost comical to sort of think that we could be like that. But what the Bible sort of is, is teaching us here is that God is forever faithful. And that doesn't mean He's just faithful to us when things are going okay and when we're smooth and laying in the hammock in the sun and enjoying relaxing time. He is just as faithful when we get the bad news. 
He's just as faithful when the darkness comes over, when the clouds block the sun, and it seems like all around us is darkness, God is still there. And that same God that we can trust when it seems like things are going smooth is the same God who's going to lead us through the difficulty. And so it says even when we get bad news, even when we should be shocked or we should be rocked by what is happening in our world, we can stay calm and we can stay secure because our strength is not in what we can do. Our hope is not if we know what to, how we know how to handle the situation. Our hope is in our great God. He is our strength. He is our security. And He's the way that we can stay calm even when there's heartache, even when there's difficulty. Does that mean that we won't ever, ever have tears? Does it mean that we won't ever, ever, ever worry about anything? No, but it does mean that when we have tears, we have a shoulder that we can cry on. When we do have fears, we have someone who knows the answer. He knows how to lead us through. And we have someone who will wrap his arms around us every single time and lead us through, who can bring security, who can bring peace, even in the midst of difficulty. Verse 9 and 10 says, look, even the, the enemies, which again says, hey, there's going to be some tough times, isn't it? Your, your foes and your enemies are going to be shaken and saying, what is going on here? And nothing they're going to do, nothing that all their hopes and all their longings are just going to fade away. They'll, they'll have no effect on you. Your enemies, your adversaries, your foes, you will triumph over as you trust in God. Those who are in opposition to you will, will stumble and fall because so great is our God. He is stronger than any, and He will allow us to persevere. He will allow us to make a way through as we just trust in Him. He is sovereign. He is over all, and He can be trusted. He is a great God, and if we want peace, if we want joy, if we want happiness, if we want security, we have to trust in Him. Don't fall for the lies that says the higher pay or a longer vacation or whatever will get there. I remember when I was first moving to Australia, and they said, Lindy was trying to tell me that you get four weeks paid vacation. And I, I just thought she was joking. I'm like, what? I, I thought she meant like these top executives may get four weeks. She goes, no, no, like everyone gets four weeks. Teachers get even more. And I'm going, this is awesome. This is great. Who wouldn't want to live in Australia? You're the eighth happiest country in the world, and you get more holidays than any country I know. And so you go, that just sounds great. It sounds like, wow, life's just a vacation. Life's wonderful. But we all know who live in Australia, life isn't always that way, is it? You may get your paid holidays. That doesn't mean life's a holiday. It doesn't mean that because we, we long, if we can only have this, if we can have more time off, maybe if I have time with the family, maybe if I get to the next, 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 then I'll be okay. But when we get to that next and when we, we get to that next level that we, we hope for, there is often still pain and there is emptiness. Because we're in a, a culture trying to look for peace without God. Trusting in God doesn't mean an absence of trouble. It doesn't mean a, an absence of darkness. It doesn't mean an absence of struggle. But it does mean that the God, the creator of all the universe, the one with all the strength, the one who is... I have all the dominion. The one who is sovereign over all is with us every step of the way. And in him we can trust. He will lead us. He will guide us. He will comfort us. He will strengthen us through it all. Through the joys and through the challenges of life, praise the Lord. Blessed are those who fear him, who, who reverence him, uh, revere him, 
and who find great delight in His commands. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you. Reread Psalm 112 uh, later today or this week. And pray God teach you how to trust Him. Not only in the joys, in the peaceful times, not only in the sunny days, but in the darkness. When it's cold outside. When life isn't going the way we hope it might. Trust Him. Because you will find He is forever faithful. He is steadfast and strong. And as we trust more and more and more on Him each day, our heart, our heart has such peace. Even in the midst of the storm, we're not rocked. We're not shaken through the, the joys or through the challenges because we know who is in control. And when tough times come and they will come, when opposition comes and it will come, we can just keep trusting God. We can keep looking at Him. Going, I'm back, God. Here's another thing for you. Here's another challenge. This one's too great for me, God. I don't know about you, but I just keep finding the more and more I get to know God, the more challenges just seem too great for me. And I'm just like, well, here's another one. I can't handle this, God. In fact, I don't want to handle this. This is you, Lord, lead me through this. You guide me through this. I just keep on handing things over to God, and He keeps on taking them. He keeps handling them. You know what He does? It doesn't say we're going to be financially secure here. It does say uh, you, you'll be blessed with, with finances. What He's talking about here is saying you, you are you have what you need. Everything is taken care of. Uh, he promises in the New Testament. He will give us, um, he will take care of the, uh, the food that we, we eat and the, the clothes on our back. He will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. We serve a big God who's able to take care of us. We don't have to worry about anything. We don't have to fear. We don't have to be anxious. We don't have to be concerned with these things that the world is because we have a big God. Praise God. We're in his hands. I want to challenge you just to trust him. Let me just pray for us. God, I just thank you and I praise you for who you are. I thank you for the way that you love us and you care for us. Lord, help us to trust you even more. Not only in the joys of life, but in the challenges. Not only in the light, but in the darkness. Not only in the warmth and the comfort, but in the cold and the bitterness of life. God, help us to put our trust in you. May we say that you are the Lord of our life. May I trust in you in, in all of my days and surrender my heart, surrender my life to you. Lord, help me to follow you. For you are the rock. You are our strength. You are our light and our hope and our salvation. In you, Lord, help us to trust. And we'll see such blessing. Blessings of peace and security and contentment. No matter what the world throws our way, we can know that our God is in control. And he loves us. And he'll care for, you will care for us and you'll provide for us. And you'll show us your strength. Be our God and help us to trust you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.